Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and this week we are continuing our awesome opportunity to meet some of our teachers, presenters for the third annual season of the Witch Conference. And today we have my tarot lady, Christine Michelle, and I'm really excited for you to meet her. I have known her for a long time because we actually went to graduate school together. So it's kind of cool to get to have that relationship, but now we're having this relationship where we get to bring in all our witchy skills. Hey, Christine. Hi, Emily. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Yeah. So um, I'm excited because you actually presented at the last conference that I did and everybody loved your presentation. It was about the tarot cards that scare us, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, all of us have those moments where we're like, oh, did I really just pull the tower right now? Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you That's did. Not- I did. We all did. Yes. <laughs> Totally. Um, but this time I've invited you to come back and you're going to be doing a different class. So can you share a little bit about what that's going to be about? Yeah. And thanks for having me again at the conference. It was amazing last year and so much fun. And I love teaching about the tarot cards that scare us. And this year I'll be teaching about how to read intuitively. So kind of throwing the rule books out the window, right. Mm -hmm. And going with our body-based wisdom. Yeah. And how to, you know, breaking it down has been a real interesting thing. Like, how do we actually know what we know? And how do we get to those little nuggets of gold inside of our bodies when our body says whoosh or we or flushes with red or it doesn't speak in words, it speaks in these sensations. So trying to capture that has been um, kind of fun. And yeah, so that's what I'll be teaching about this year is how to how to get that and translate it into words and useful actions. And I love that you're talking about breaking it all down because I definitely use my tarot cards intuitively way more than, you know, what the guidebook says. I always, I often think of any cards that I'm using as sort of a conduit, like a, like they're just a channel. Um, But when I, when I try to teach that or share that with other people, I'm always like, just say what comes to you. Just, you know, just look at the picture and see what happens. And you're talking about even going one step further so much more somatically. Yeah. Because like, how do you, like everybody's different, right? We Mm -hmm. all get the whooshes and the flushes and all that stuff differently. So I actually took the chakra system and I'm breaking it down by what happens in each, each part of the body, what can happen. And it's sort of an invitation to think about what happens for you or for you or for you, or for you know, everybody's different. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the framework. And I, I also do think that it's really important that for those of us who do this repeatedly, then it gets easier and easier. The first time you ever do this, you're like, I don't know what my body's, I have no clue <laughs> what this like bing or bong or flush or what that means, but when you do it repeatedly, you learn how to follow it and kind of like get, like kind of ask it more questions and gather the information from it. And it, and then it leads to a bigger conversation and then you get lots of information. Yes, absolutely. And I know I, I read cards intuitively all the time and I, I do it for other people once a week, um, on 
on Facebook, but uh, what I have found is the more I do it over time, the more I just trust, even if I pull a card and I said something completely different about it, you know, 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. whatever I'm feeling or, or for me, I sometimes get images or I have a quick, like flash of a memory that for me means something. So I relate it and go, I don't know how this lands for you, but this is how I would interpret this. And I just trust that this is what's coming through. Um, that's exactly right. That's, yeah. I'm so glad to hear you say that because that's what's, as I'm dissecting this and breaking it down to parts, parts, tiny parts, tinier, tiny parts, that's exactly what's coming up is that's the way for, it's like the way in for all of us, mm-hmm. the images and senses and things are going to be different for everybody. And they're going to mean different things, obviously, but the way in is just exactly that way. And the cards will change. Like I noticed a while ago when I started reading really intuitively that a card, like you're saying, would change completely. It would look completely different. Like I would notice something new. I'd be like, I never noticed that there was a bunny rabbit, like right there. Like, why did I never see that before? Um, Or like today I was looking at this picture um, of the queen of pentacles. And I never noticed that in this particular deck, she was swimming in an ocean of purple. I've never noticed that before. And I was like, okay, so right now that's important. Yep. Yeah. So that's, and you know, that's really how I read for the missing person cases that I do is very intuitively and the cards always change. So share a little bit about that because I've seen the posts that you've put out on Facebook on, on your business page mm-hmm. and, um, and it's pretty incredible, but I, I mean, I have questions about it, but I would love to just hear yeah. you before I start drilling you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tell me what you're doing. Well, it's really interesting because, you know, everyone got really shifted in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, all of us got shifted. And and I was, you know, my little introverted self working from, from home, doing my little walks every day, going like, I'm not being shifted. I don't know what's happening. That's, I'm always like that. I don't know what's happening. There's no big thing happening. And then bam, oh, there's a big thing happening. And um, what had happened was that in 20, like in March of 2020, no one had that lockdown. Mm-hmm. I was really bored at home um, and watching YouTube and some, a missing person case came up. It was the Cal City boys from Orin and Orson West from Cal City and near the Mojave Desert in California. And I remember watching this press conference and my hope, I was like angry, like ragefully angry. I was like, I need to know what happened to these children. Like it just flooded me. And I was like, well, why don't I pick up my tarot cards and ask them and see if that could do a thing? Mm-hmm. And it was astonishing information I got. I was like, oh, maybe this could be, maybe this could find people. I don't know, you know, just kind right. of started from there. And so then I just started reading, I don't know, it's like reading every week and really going on a journey with that. Um, I've met, I've had lots of like therapy sessions and sessions with my Reiki master and a psychic to kind of help me detach emotionally uh-huh. from that. I had to really work through that piece, but um, so yeah, now I have a process and like a protocol that I do. I have, I've kind of hit a wall in a certain way. I'm trying to break through this wall and, and try to get to the information that's really important to me, which is like, where are the people? Mm-hmm. That's the most important information. So far, what I'm getting is what happened to them? How did they pass? How were they killed? I'm getting that information. But what I want to get next is, okay, we need to know where they are. We need to find them and bring them home. 
So it's been a real journey. Yeah. So I have so many questions. So the first one is you said you were doing this every week Were you were in the beginning, were you really sticking with that same case or were you finding new cases every week to work with? I was, well, so the active cases that I was, I was working on the Cal City boys, like I said, Ornan, Orson West, and, and it really helps to look at cases where there's a lot of media coverage because every week they're going to be, or every day they're going to be coming up with new information, which helps me do a new reading. Like the Gabby Petito case, right. was uh-huh. kind of a big one. Um, the other bad thing about that though, is that the information gets kind of diffuse. Uh-huh. If you have too many people's consciousness is kind of, it, it gets a little mucky. Yeah. Um, but I learned from that. So I do now I am like a one and done kind of reading. Like mm-hmm. this is the information I got. I'm just going to do one reading, um, and maybe go from there. If there's new information that comes out to a new one, but I try not to do too many readings because uh-huh. it kind of, I don't know. It just, it kind of diffuses it. Like I did the Kylie Rodney case recently and I was just like, Nope, I'm, I'm not going to change. I don't want to be influenced, uh-huh. I guess. Because there's this real thing between what my mind thinks, which what my consciousness is getting, what my emotional body intuition is picking up. I don't want to do it. I don't want to over read, if that makes sense. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing when you're reading for yourself on not a missing person's case and you have one question and you keep coming back to it over and over again. And then pretty soon you're like, I don't understand what (laughs) I've confused myself. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You just said this a minute ago and it's like, okay, no, you're, you have overdone it now. You need to settle down and let the information you originally got integrate. Exactly. And I, I did learn that pretty intensely on the Gabby Petito case. Like I was reading a lot and that case taught me a lot about um, more of the mother of Brian Laundrie than any, like her energy kept coming up. It kept coming into the readings every day. That energy came up first. And I found, I found that really fascinating. Uh-huh. And that's when I learned, like, put it down and just read it a couple times mm-hmm. because the, the first reading is really the purest you don't really need another one. Mm-hmm. So on yeah. any of those missing person cases, do you ever get the feeling that people are still alive? Um, I have a couple of times, but not very many. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, there are some really sad realities that I've learned um, about what missing actually means mm-hmm. and um, missing native American women. Yes. Um and then, of course, the media's coverage yes. of the beautiful white missing person kind of cut. Like, there are things that I've learned that I, and of course, human trafficking um, yes. as a crime syndicate, I didn't really know too much about until. So I've learned things through the tarot that, um, yeah, have been a little surprising. Well, you end up getting all of that um, undercurrent or not so undercurrent of what's happening culturally within our system. You know, if you're, if you're doing readings for people in America who have been Mm -hmm. lost, um, you're going to get all of that stuff, all that noise that is what our culture is. And some of it's pretty gross. Yeah, it really is. Like, I, I think I learned recently that like the most human trafficking purchases are made in the United States. I have to say that that actually doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, it is like awful yeah. and I don't feel shocked by that information. Yeah. I, I wish either. that I did. 
Yeah, I, that was exactly my same reaction too. I was like, oh, that's not very surprising. And I wish it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think the Delphi murders currently are like, kind of have me, you know, I'm thinking about them a lot. I, I think that that's what I've been doing a lot lately is if I'm thinking about them a lot, I'll do a number of readings to try to drill down. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, if there's too much cultural noise, it, it gets a little. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That collective unconscious, it's, it's a loud or conscious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's loud. It's interference. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really loud. And it's loud in my own head too, right? Like I recently heard uh, my, my favorite murder did Marilyn Monroe's uh-huh. death. And I was like, Ooh, I want to do that one. And I'm like, well, how am I going to quiet the noise there? That's going to be, you know, pretty interesting, but yeah. That's like one I think you'd have to like not intake any information about mm-hmm. for a long period of time. And then just like sit with her. for me, I would have to just yeah. sit with her image and like, that's right. And be like, who are you? Yeah. What, what happened here? Yeah. And that's really how it works is that I look at an image. If, if I have an image where they're looking at the camera, Mm-hmm. And I can just sit with it for a re- it does take quite a long time and some quieting and some meditation. And then I start pulling cards and asking more questions. And I've noticed that there's kind of like a first they tell me the circumstance, <clears throat> then they tell me what happened. And then sometimes they'll tell me how they feel about it. And we'll have a little conversation. Like I'll ask questions, I'll pull a card, we'll have a little conversation. Um, but I can never really right now when the person is missing and there's no body, I can't get to the, like, where are you? Uh That's where I would really like to be able to get to next because, you know, I, when I retire someday from my current job that pays the bills, I would love to (laughs) work with like, you know, I do have, like, I have a retired deputy sheriff's friend, like a friend of mine who's retired sheriff deputy. And I have my aunt who is um she's psychic she works with the acacia records and i'm like three of us should start working some cold cases that would be really interesting yeah because my feeling is like this is an untapped tool and if it can be useful to find people human beings Mm -hmm. who are no longer who can't speak for themselves who can't tell us where they are and their families are suffering very deeply like why can't we use this to help them Mm -hmm. Well, and there are some people who are doing that work with law enforcement, right? Oh yeah. They yeah. don't tell you about it. No, yeah. I know. I mean, I, I've, <laughs> I have heard peripherally through other people yeah. that I know of, of being, them being called in on different cases. Yeah. Um, so I want to be one of those people that could happen. I mean, clearly <laughs> if it's a thing, yeah. I want to be one of those people. I am training myself. <laughs> I've got some training coming up next year. You know, I just like really want to, if it, to me, like, I can't think of, I mean, I can think of a lot of horrible things to go through in life, but to be a missing person or to have a loved one who's missing and for years and years and decades, like, I can't think of anything worse. Like it's just a horrible suffering that goes on and on. And I would love to help with that. Totally. You know? Yeah. It's hard to sit in the unknown about simple things, let alone something as just painful as that. Right. Yeah. So regardless of whether you're the person who is missing or the family that's missing them. Yeah. yeah. Closure, please, of yes. some sort. Yeah. Closure, please, of some sort. I mean, yeah, exactly. And then I think, too, that, you know, the human mind, when we when we do, when we're faced with the unknown, we tend to make a lot of stories up 
Oh, like yeah. It's really weird. Yo, let me tell you about all the stuff I put in the void. It's <laughs> it's crazy town. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to paint you with conspiracy theories and oh yeah, I got all kinds of fun stuff. I know. I said I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm like, just wait in a minute. I'm going to be telling you all about how you things we were abducted by aliens, and this is actually a plan from the greater planes of the, the universe. Yes. And then I was like, I'm kidding, but kind of not. Kind of. <laughs> kind of not kidding. Kind of kidding. Kind what of is not. that Alan on saying? My my mind is like a dark alley. It's not safe to go in there alone. <laughs> nice. That's great. Very yeah. true. Right. Yes. I know my my husband has been so sweet watching me do this work and he's like he's like you know um what you're doing is spiritual warrior work mm-hmm. he's like I'm a little bit scared he's oh. like I can't protect you there I'm like yes you can you absolutely can you're like my he's like my greatest protector and in fact one of my psychics told me recently that he is an archangel on earth and I was like yeah that's why all the little harmed animals that we ever find anywhere go running right up to him just like <laughs> hey big dude who looks like you could kill me can you help me and of course he's like scoop and you know so but I always thought that was funny watching him kind of look at me like oh you're doing this new thing now well isn't that interesting and um by the way it's spiritual warrior work and you're going into the darkness and I'm really scared for you I'm like I'm not scared I'm not scared. Maybe I should be, but I'm not. You're tethered though. And that's what I think about is when we have those people who are such strong, loving anchors in our lives, when we keep all of those connections and I'm hearing you say, I'm doing all this other personal work to keep myself separate, you know, to learn how to, to differentiate. Um, that's, that's how we stay safe, right? We have our anchor points, our people who can just hold us through it. And then we also do our own work around yeah, that that's true that's a good point I mean I wouldn't still be doing this work if it wasn't for gaining some distance yes because I was really getting like getting into the muck a little bit in the beginning there well and I'm guessing your clinical background has yeah. some strength I mean because I think about just as a therapist you know mm-hmm. in my day job it's like wow, uh, sometimes I really need that boundary to be super strong. So I'm not walking home, carrying all of this story with me that is really painful and tender because it's not mine. Yeah. So it's, it's a very similar thing. And I think that may be a strength that you have as well is that clinical background. Yeah. I, I, well, you know, being an empath too, I do, I do really get into the sad I can really get into the sadness with people and really feel that and yes I do have to detach but I had I had the psychic actually tell me this one that I'm working with more recently um she's like you know you just need to know that when people are suffering that that deeply we we come in the angels the guides us the rescuer like we come in and we lift them out of their bodies Mm -hmm. I was like oh that's right like there's always like when we're suffering the most, there's always a lot of help around us. Yeah. If we're living or dying or dead or passed over, whatever, there's always a tremendous amount of help around us. And so I don't have to be the one to hold that. Right. It's not yes. my job. Yes. So that was a very helpful, it just really broke that 
that cord for me. And I was like, okay, so I'm coming in and I'm caring and I'm trying to help here. And if I can be helpful, I will continue. And mm-hmm. if I can't be helpful, I will not. Yeah. Like it's as simple as that for me. So that, and then of course my aunt, who is my Reiki master teacher, getting very excited that I'm doing this work. She was like, you've done this work in past lifetimes. It's, you know, I haven't been able to tell you this for 40 years, but now that you're here, I'm telling you, I'm like, what? You never told me any of this. She's like, oh yeah, your life purpose, it's arrived. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's a tall order. I'm like, hey, uh, thanks, no pressure. Thanks, no pressure. I'll just sit with that over here. It'll be great. But yeah, it's been a real life changing kind of situation that I just sort of, I feel like I stumbled upon it during COVID and was like, well, I'm bored at home. I'm an introvert. I'm going to make 7,000 projects for myself. Let's just do this. You know, I do know actually. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do. Yeah. I think you just fell into something and then you're like, oh, but actually this really feeds me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really. I was really, I was really kind of blown away by the the quality of the information coming through. Like it's very specific. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, okay, well, here we go. We're on this journey. This is what we're doing. So is that where most of your energy is going these days in this work? Um. Yeah, you know, because I've been doing tarot for like thirty two years now you know, started out reading for myself. Then I was reading for others. I'm still reading for others. I'll always read for others. And then I wanted to teach for a little bit. I've been doing that. But yeah, this, this is like where it's growing me. Uh huh. So I'm, I'm really kind of working on it and watch and asking it to teach me. Mm-hmm. So I know you do astrology as well. I do. Have you pulled on any of that? as in these cases, like the you know, timing of a disappearance? I haven't pulled on any of that just because I can't get accurate t- birth times for a lot of people on the internet that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I really, the way that I work with astrology is really with the exact time if I can. Um, of course, if you have a 12 hour window or right. a 24 hour window or whatever, um, you can do the aspects. Um, but I, I just really love the house system right? because it will kind of lead me exactly to like the, the life area. Right. Well, it, it, I was going to say it's a whole, it's a whole layer. It's like, yeah. oh, look, we can it's, take this information and contain it in this information. Yeah. Like a piece of the pie. Yeah. But I have been working. Um, I joined Rick Levine's Patreon and he teaches astrology just by aspects. So oh that's been kind of tweaking my head a little bit and I'm sure I could use, um, I'm sure I could use astrology in it as well. But again, my whole purpose is like, where's the person? Right. I think what I was thinking is just like the time of disappearance, like what was significant about that moment Mm -hmm. and how does that moment influence, you know, it's probably not going to help you find the person, but how does it influence maybe what occurred? Yeah. And it could, it could certainly influence the investigation and what is found. Right. Yes. That I could know about like, Oh, this could come out at this point, or this could come out at that point. Like you, you hear all of this information right now about 50 years later, people are being found through DNA or 40 years later. And that's really interesting to me because that's, that's Chiron cycle. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, you always have to wonder like, is somebody Saturn moving over a sensitive point or Uranus, you know, some sudden, some sudden thing or Chiron, I'm, you know, it's always very interesting. This but. is so fascinating. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I could seriously talk about this all day. And I, and then it makes me want to like, look at how does it, the applicable piece of it, like, what does it, how does it apply? And yeah, anyway, sorry. My yep. brain is just going, I'm about to go down a rabbit hole. I got to reel myself back in. You're making connections. It's <laughs> exciting. I mean, I'm excited to talk to other people who are excited about it because I don't, you know, I don't get to talk to people often in my life who speak the language of astrology or speak the language of tarot and understand Uh it and when I say things like yeah the cards just changed and they said this on this day when they would have said that that day or when I look at cards for missing people and they kind of like link up and cluster together based on their um their colors and themes people are like what Right. And, you know, you totally get that. So I do get that. And I also think there's probably some practitioners out there who are very rigid, like within the Mm -hmm. system, the tarot Mm -hmm. system who might Mm -hmm. be like, that's not how that works, but well, um, I totally used to be that person. Yeah. (laughs) That's what's so weird about 2020 is that I was like, I'm all Celtic cross, you know, ABC past, present, future, like, let's just do it like this. I like ask any of my friends. They're like, Oh, you're the boundary queen. You're always you always have a system and you always do it by the system. And I just completely like took my tarot card and was like, well, I'm going to drive off road and just run into trees and whatever. Like, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you know? Um, and it, it kind of influenced the way that I read for people too. There's a lot more intuitive information coming in and it's not, mm. it doesn't change that that I don't feel like I'm a, I'm going to tell your future kind of tarot reader. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very much a, we're going to self-discovery and we're doing this for self-work, that kind of tarot reader. But, um, but the intuitive information that was coming in about these missing people was like undeniable. I was like, yeah. Oh, I don't even know what this is, but mm-hmm. I went off. I went totally rogue. <laughs> Well, it also sounds a little bit like you're using your cards for some mediumship, like that those yeah. messages are coming through maybe from the spirit realm in this, in this way. Yeah. I have always had a bit of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Christine's face because she had this lovely smirk. I always had a bit of that. <laughs> well, I don't like to admit it, you know, because then, you know, I, yeah, I've had strong um, resistance to calling that out in the world, you know. Why? Um, uh, my friends have asked me this too. Like, they think that I have persecution, uh, uh, you know, fears or whatever. Interestingly enough, when I was working a lot with law enforcement before, you know, in my other career, uh-huh. um, they were the ones who told me it was okay to be a witch. Really? Because they operate by pure intuition and instinct. Uh, uh-huh. And they were like, yeah, girl, you're, you're a witch. It's cool. Like a bunch of them. And wow, it was very validating to me. And that's when I started to kind of give up that I I can, you know, pretty much say that I've, I, I've seen ghosts, you know, I get lots of psychic information about places and, um, I do, I am, you know, probably pretty 
in like medium, I get the information. I hear, you know, information from the psychic gates back here a lot. Mm -hmm. So probably should just admit, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming out. (laughs) Hello, here I am world. Hello, here I am. But I have always kind of kept that, you know, on the down low. Well, you never know how people are going to respond. I mean, your family's pretty chill though, right? It's not like you oh, grew yeah. up in a household where people were like, oh, we don't talk about that. No, my family's full of like psychics, nurses, and cops. So <laughs> so you fit right in. I fit right in. Yeah. I mean, my family's okay. It's just, you know, society, the minute you say that you're like a tarot reader or, tarot reader or a medium, they're like, oh, the devil, you know? Yeah. I guess it depends on what circles you run in. Right. I know when I, I, well, yeah, I used to always worry about that. Like, especially when I first started my, my professional career yeah, uh, with air quotes. Uh, I mean, no, in my career is professional, but at the beginning, when I was trying to figure out how do I fit into this professional mold, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, what's going to happen if people find out I'm a witch, what's going to happen, you know, if people find out these things about me. And then I was like, wait a minute, actually, I'm just human. And these are the things that these are the gifts that I have. Yeah. And they actually serve me in this job. I mean, I don't flaunt it because obviously some people will be offended, but, um, but I definitely got some crystals and tarot cards in my office. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, we are, we, our bodies are our intuitive gift and we do, we do use them. We're empaths. We, mm-hmm. I definitely use them in my other work, but you know, when I started my tarot business, I did call camp and I was like, Hey, so doing this. And they're like, well, that's a big risk. Um, you can't advertise this way. You can't put that on that business card, but go ahead. And then I, and then I found energy medicine professionals out of Texas uh-huh. and I got their insurance. I really love them. They're, they have all kinds of um, webinars and all kinds of things. And so I was just like, okay, well, I'll keep it really separate. And yes. I, and I do for the most part, keep it really separate, but I am also, I bring my whole being to everything that I do. And so my intuition and I do try to close that off like in my other job, you know, and of course right now I'm doing a very data centric job. So it's easier to just kind of close off some of the psychic stuff. But then as soon as I get home, I'm like, woo, (laughs) open it back up. Um, But yeah, I mean, we bring our, our total person to what we're doing. So it's all there. It is. No, I mean, true. I bring my data job to my tarot stuff. Sometimes I'm always like, how can we operationalize this? How can we bring a bunch of psychics together and see what the common denominators are? Like, I, you know, I kind of, if there's a bunch of crossover. Well, there's a lot of complementary skills in both, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So yeah. fun. <laughs> it is. Wow. You got a lot going on. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I usually do. It just is, it goes on a lot under the surface. Yeah. And this, this one is pretty big for me. I do kind of appreciate the, the, the time to talk about it because it helps me kind of put it together. Um, but it's been, it's been a pretty big deal. Yeah. My life. And I'm excited about where it's going to go from here. That's pretty cool and helpful. It, the goal is to be helpful, right? Like in everything that I do, I'm trying to, meet someone where they're at and help them yes where they want to go and yeah. so I'm that's 
always been my goal in everything I do. So I'm going to ask you this because I know some people might be listening to this podcast and be like, oh, I have somebody missing in my life. Maybe Christine mm-hmm. can help me. Are you doing this publicly or is this just something you're, you're working on for yourself right now? Um, I'm really learning it for myself right now because again, like I, you know, I actually have had people reach out to me and I have, I have like, um, I haven't figured out a real rate for it yet. I guess I'm just charging my normal tarot rate for it. Uh It's just basic tarot reading, but, um, I have worked with some people already Okay. and, but again, the goal is like trying to find the person on a map in time and space and that I can't I I haven't been able to figure out the mechanism or the right questions or the oh I know I just had this idea oh but yeah keep going okay <laughs> we're gonna come back to that though yes we that, are we are that was gold right there <laughs> um so yeah I mean I can give people the story and I can tell them what happened with with you know confidence but the thing that I can't that I haven't been able to like get to the focus yet. I've gotten close, like the Gabby Petito case. I totally got close to where she was. Uh-huh. Um, and the um, Naomi Arion case, I got totally close to where she was like, but I haven't been able to get it exactly. And I'm sure uh-huh. that if psychics could get it exactly, we would be using them all the time for this kind of thing. But that's right. my goal is like, where is the person, you know? Well, it's really hard. I just want to name. It can be really hard to distill down intuitive mm-hmm. information yeah. into concrete information. Because yeah. I know for myself, when information is coming through, it it's like, well, where if I like, for example, and this is just totally I'm making this up. But like, if I were to say, where is this person, I might see water. Yes. And I exactly. might even have a feeling that it's like a big yeah. area of water. Yep. But I might not be able to tell you where that is. That's, That's right. just what I get. So it's like, yeah. it's like this piece of information, but how does it fit? You don't have all the pieces to the puzzle. Right. So you can't pinpoint. Okay. So here's what I have to say. Okay. Have you tried pendulum work with a, with an actual map? Not yet, but that's what's been that that question has come from my guides so okay. many times. They're like, "Get a fucking map, girl, and get, <laughs> get your pendulum and like hone in because the, and because I have been able to." So, for example, with Gabby Petito, um, the cards kept showing me that she was in this area with trees that were tall, like eucalyptus trees, and like what shape they took, and I was like that doesn't look like anything in Wyoming. Like I was yelling at my, I'm all shut up. That's not true. That doesn't look like anything in Wyoming. Uh, And I just threw it. I just was like, nope. And how many times have, have we intuitive said to our tarot cards? Nope. And our tarot cards are like, Hey, I'm going to keep giving you the same cards until you wake up and figure out what I'm trying to tell you. And I was like, there are no, there's no low lying areas that look like this in Wyoming. I've been there. It, it doesn't look like this. And anyway, so the tarot cards kept giving me these same three cards. That was a tall trees in a low lying riverbed. And finally I was like, fine. Okay. And I did get a map out and I did get the pendulum, but it was, I was just not in the right place to be in any way. It didn't, I wasn't able to figure it out, but that's where I'm headed to next is like mm-hmm. getting the information from the cards. I have there is a meditation I've been doing, which is a focused meditation that if I sit in there long enough, I can start to see like areas of a map. Uh huh. And then if I got the map and yeah, it, there, there are like 
pieces and bits and things that are coming through. And that's, I think that's what's next for me yeah. on my journey. It's like great to have the story. That's all fine and dandy. But what I really want is to be able to, to find the place on the map. And so I've been doing Google map searches, like for the uh -huh. Naomi Arion case, I saw this like crossroad that wasn't like, it was a very specific shape of roads in Nevada on a map. And I looked at all Google Maps trying to find it. And Google Maps is not the way to do it. I need the physical, the physical paper map. map. Yeah. Are you a AAA member? Yes, exactly. <laughs> because so you can get free maps. Quad sheets. <laughs> I know I already have like a ton of quad sheets in my car. But what I need is like, I, so I know this sounds really crazy, but I swear what I need is like a map as big as a floor where I can crawl around and like yeah. find the thing that looks like what the image that I'm getting in my head. Like it's literally like string. It's like that room where everybody has their serial killer room where they're like the string and the pictures and all this stuff. I'm like, yes. I need that room, but I need a map on a wall. A whole wall of one a area. Whole wall, wall, a whole wall of map is what I need. Oh my gosh. Because then I feel like I could probably like, okay. I could probably find it with a heat, the heat hand sensor or a pendulum. So you're you know going mean? to really need to get a projector because that. You could project a map on a wall and you could get different idea. ones that you could project without having a ton of paper. That's a good idea. Right. Cause we don't want to waste a bunch of paper, but like oh. this, this is the next step for me. This is kind of what I need because I need to be led to it and I need a big enough area. There's a lot of people that like do this with Google maps and I, it's not, it's not your thing. No, I've, I would be very similar. I think, cause I need, I need the thing that I can touch or that's like right in front of me. And when yeah. I get onto a computer screen, it just feels really different. It just shrinks it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't. And then it's, you have to move it and refresh it or not refresh it, but move the screen to a new part so much. And then you lose like the, the relationship to the other yeah. part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I need that relationship because I need to see it all because they travel in so many places. Like I saw, um, I saw our Montgomery, oh, what is her first name? The little girl, Adam Montgomery. I saw where the father took her and like, I saw it and now I'm like, okay, how do I find it on a map? Uh, you know? Yeah. And I should also probably start asking for information in my dreams and stuff like that, but I don't know. I probably wouldn't get up and write it down though. and probably be too lazy. So it's probably better <laughs> that it doesn't give it to me. And like, I'm just kidding universe. Don't do that. Cause I'll be yeah. too lazy or give I'll it to me so to strongly that I yeah. don't have to get up and write it down. I'm going to remember it clears the bell the next day. Yeah. Or give it to me at five 45 in the morning and not three in the morning. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll be more likely to get up and write it down. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that. That's really, that's your you're right on the money there. We're walking the same road. <laughs> I mean, you know, what's that, what's that, um, that adage, like when you hear something three times, you're supposed to, supposed to listen. Is that what it is? That if you're, if you hear something three times, then mm -hmm. you better be paying attention kind of thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. Boy, that's giving me pause. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, they're no, just it wrong. <laughs> well there's that I mean I guess if you are paying attention to it and you hear it and you're like pre preoccupied with it a little bit yeah. you know if it comes back around we'll, we'll add that little caveat in there yeah or it comes from very different sources exactly. I know that 
that's when I really notice stuff is when the same thing comes from different sources. And I'm like, oh, wait, this really is a sign or something I need to be paying attention to. Yeah. 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 That's really helpful. That just kind of opened a whole, whole new thing there. Awesome. Well, how can people find you if they, if they would like to reach out and get a reading from you or, you know, so I am on Instagram at my tarot lady, Christine, Michelle. Okay. And it's Michelle with one L because my cousin took my name and my mom wanted to be different. That's the story. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm on Facebook, my tarot lady. Um, and that has all my information where people can just like DM me or text me. It's all on there. I have lots of people that, and you know, I do work full-time job. So the scheduling can get a little weekendy, but, um, I, I do love, you know, meeting new people to work with and it's always, it's always interesting and the right people, we always find each other. Yeah. That is my, uh, I really believe that. Yeah. I totally, I believe that as well. Um, and if you, if anyone out there is wanting to come and take a class from Christine and kind of check out some stuff about intuitive tarot reading for yourself and also just to get a vibe of like how this can all play out uh, where you can set your guidebook to the side and trust yourself. Uh, please come to the third annual season of the witch conference, which is October 7th and 8th. And um, you can find all the information about that at wisewomanwitchery.com under the conferences link. And uh, yeah, we would love to have you there. Christine is actually one of 10 presentations that are happening over those two days. So we're going to, we're going to get our witch on. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and spending this time with me today. This has been really fun and, and also fascinating. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, everyone out there until next time, keep it magical. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? And you can do all those things. You can just (laughs) click the little stars, you know, and give us like some cold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or, wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. This must be so- <laughs> there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius. <laughs>